Welcome back to the Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. Uh, today we are going to be talking about Disney's latest live-action remake, The Little Mermaid. Ty, before we start, do you want to tell us what you've watched this week? Yes, and I am so glad that you didn't say what movies I've watched because this was kind of a weird week for me. I, I got a chance to watch a few episodes of TV, which is rare for me. So yeah. first on my list, I'm at the lake house with my buddies this weekend, and two of my friends sneak off while we're all playing battle bags outside to go watch the succession uh series finale downstairs awesome my allergies were driving me nuts so i went inside and i didn't have anything else to do i'd kind of wrapped up app development stuff so i decided to sit down and watch the finale with them the kicker is i have never watched the show before I I haven't even seen TikTok clips. Like I just know everyone loves it, so I figured, you know what? I'm gonna sit down and just see how it ends. Yeah, I loved it. You know, I I have an issue with the camera work. I don't really like how it's like reality TV in a way, but the storyline. And I know I haven't seen the show, but I think that the way that they wrapped up every single character's arc and wrapped up the story I think was proper for what I think the show was going for again I've only seen an hour of it so yeah I'm waiting I'm waiting for us to post this and for the succession fans to just come at your head and say like this is the worst series finale of all time this guy does not know what he's talking about dude I, I think again from my perspective I feel like the fans are going to be happy but I could be wrong um I listened to fantasy and Rosillo or no uh Fen- Simmons and Fennessy break down their thoughts and it was pretty in line but awesome yeah it, it was it was a cool watch then uh, you recommended a movie to me prior to this podcast because spoiler warning I wasn't very excited to see Little Mermaid and didn't feel like I'd have a lot to say so you recommended why don't you go check out a movie called Gamer and we'll try and slip this into the podcast in some capacity Holy dear Lord. Um, it's terrible. It's it's so bad, and the start is definitely the worst part. Yeah, I, I texted you 15 minutes in that I was watching it on my laptop, and my Wi-Fi must have crashed or something because the stream I had was not working anymore. Couldn't have been happier. I immediately closed the laptop, closed out of my website, and just hung it up. I wasn't going to put myself through the rest of that movie. This is like a a Gerard Butler swan song of just (laughs) shitty B-movie that he's the lead of. Did you even get to Logan Lerman? Is he Dexter? Uh, No, Logan Lerman is like he played Percy Jackson back in the day. He's the one that like controls Gerard Butler. Okay, so I was like, I was fully prepared to do a full gamer review just in case. Here are my notes from the first 15 minutes in order. Sweet dreams are made of this, but shitty. There's just a terrible cover of it at mm-hmm. in the opening scene. Um, next point. Opening scene couldn't be any harder to watch. So jarring. <laughs> I, I had no idea what was going on. Terrible CGI, terrible camera work. The glitches were driving me nuts. I almost felt like throwing up, which is not common for me. <laughs> of course, Gerard Butler is the lead of this monstrosity. <laughs> It's just so fitting. It's just a perfect Butler movie. Um, society joke. Dexter uh, does a like his impersonation of a billionaire and does the whole we live in a society thing. Yeah. I took note of that. Um, 
segue into my next point. No wonder Dexter guy never made it in the movie business. <laughs> I, oh my God, he's so bad. Yeah, he's 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 pretty rough. He's so bad. Then um, they're doing the interview with Dexter guy on some news channel, and the, my next note was, "This is Hunger Games for crackheads." <laughs> And then my final point before I turn off the, the movie was Ludacris walked so General Zod could run. Do you know what scene I'm talking about where Ludacris yeah. like hacks yep. the jumbo truck? There's a lot. There's a lot of those scenes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I was just cracking up the whole time. I <laughs> I can't believe you like even considered putting me through that. I I don't I don't want to spoil anything in case um in case I convince you to revisit this for a pod one day. Oh my but God. there is a scene late in the movie where Gerard Butler chugs like a bottle, I think it's a vodka, and then runs out into his like last ever Slayer game, uh, finds a car, opens up the gas tank, vomits in it, pisses in it, and then drives away. <laughs> I... <laughs> I have no words. I what an experience. I, I, I don't I don't know if I could do another hour of it, but it was something. I'll tell you that. Dude, it's absurd. It's absurd. Okay. Alright, you can go on. So a couple more rare for me. Again, like I can't believe I got through this much content. But got to watch the series or no, not series, season finale of Power Book Ghost. I don't believe that you watch Power, but it's essentially mm-hmm. a more digestible and more fun version of Snowfall. The original okay. show was a great watch with the boys, one of my favorites. But now I live with one of my roommates who I watched the original with, and we have been suffering through some really bad spinoff shows, this being the worst one. It's all about um, the main character from the lead show, Ghost. This is all about his son and his son stepping into the game. Um, and when I mean game, uh, I mean pushing product through college campuses. It's it's terrible. Worse writing. I see. It's, yeah. it, it's treacherous. But they always have these great cliffhangers and heat checks in the finales. You suffer through seven episodes <laughs> to get to the final episode. Again, yeah. just a uh, banger, a lot of laughs, but in like, uh, this is so bad, it's good laughs. Um, had a really good time with the finale. And then my final watch was a... Uh, a TikTok binge. I stayed up from. I want to say it was like I got in bed at nine thirty and was. Oh my scrolling. god! You're fucking geriatric. I was scro- Some of us work, Steve. Remember that. Um, I'm scrolling from like nine thirty to eleven thirty through white men can't jump TikTok clips. So I get through like old or new. Real quick. New. I, I was, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So, like, I saw a couple clips of the original, and I've seen that movie. I actually really enjoy it. It was one of those movies my dad put me on, so I have a soft spot mm-hmm. for it. This one sucks. Um, Jack Harlow can't act, but, you know, he's cool. What, what a surprise. Yeah, he's cool white guy, I guess. And then we have Sean from Power. Again, my Power fans, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, he's the other lead uh, side of Jack Harlow again like it's just half-baked it didn't need to be remade um, don't watch it unless you're on TikTok like me that's the only way you should watch this movie sounds good that um, is what I got to I'm done 
I, I'm curious to see what your gauntlet was. Yeah, first off, you did mention uh, listening to some fantasy this week. I listened to some banger pods, dude. I listened to um, The Big Picture had a Robert De Niro draft, which I had so much fun with. Found out that Morgan has never seen a De Niro movie, so Not that's going to change. Not a single movie? Shark Tale, that's it. Get out. Not even Meet the Parents, yeah. wow. No, okay. crazy. Um and then I also listened to the rewatchables on Ten Things I Hate About You and Escape from New York. Um, so it was a great week of pods. But movie wise, kept it up carpenter wise with Ghosts of Mars. And I was I was pretty disappointed by this one. It's it stars Ice Cube and Ice Cube is on Mars like fighting Martians and I was it was boring. Like what? <laughs> I was, yeah, it was really <laughs> disappointing. I expected it to be really funny, but it could not hold my attention at all, um, oh, unfortunately. Man. I mean, the premise sounds like a banger. I understand why it got greenlit. Yeah, <laughs> I- yeah. Ice Cube on uh, Mars? Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. Um, then I also watched Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which is my second-to-last uh, Carpenter movie. I-, I only have Dark Star left. And that is the first movie Carpenter ever made. So it's kind of a an exciting time for me next week, I guess. You, how do you feel, man? Like, are you going to be, like, have you seen that clip of uh, Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy? I know you're not on socials, but there's this no. clip of him rolling around where he just, he's sitting there going, now, now I've got nothing. I think that might be yep. you after this last Carpenter movie. It absolutely is. I'm trying to figure out what to do next maybe De Palma um Mm. nevertheless though uh Memoirs was okay Chevy Chase does brown face in it which is bad but oh like otherwise unironically not like RDJ well uh yeah unironically it's weird because he's an invisible man so like it's all makeup I uh it was just unnecessary it was a bad gag uh he was driving a taxi too pretty racist moment um not good uh Halloween ends. Rewatched it. Uh showed Why? Morgan. Why? Morgan really wanted to see it. I've been showing her all the Halloween movies and she finally got me to come around on this. It sucks. Looking back now, it's just I think that if the Michael Laurie showdown happens in the first ten minutes, then maybe it's a better movie and everything takes place three years later, you know? Yeah, I would I can't even imagine, though, being in that theater if that's what happened. I think we would have lost our mind. It is, but I think that's a better way to subvert expectations, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, we can have a whole Halloween pod one day. We literally, uh, could. We literally could. I think just on yeah. that movie, probably. Oh, absolutely. And then I also showed her the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one. Uh, if you don't know, there is a Texas Chainsaw game that is coming out soon. Uh, they they had like a technical test for it, so all my favorite YouTubers were playing it and made me want to watch the movie again. Watched it again, was just as disappointed as I was last time. Uh, why do I do these things to myself? You are one of a kind, dude. <laughs> yeah, so pretty uneventful movie watching week for me. Uh, um, ready to dive into the dive into the city of what is this where does where does ariel live (laughs) fake atlantis yeah i guess so um 
you want me to start with my theater experience because i think mine was a little more normal than yours i yeah i i think this is probably a good call i think my experience is fun but it kind of breaks the rules i've told you already fair enough um my theater was pretty dry uh it wasn't too crowded i went on five dollar tuesday or six dollar tuesday now i guess uh i actually had a pretty good time at this one just kind of making fun of it a lot uh there are a lot of dumb like disney things that happen throughout this movie that i think uh are pretty easy to just look at and laugh at uh, at some points um but i actually had some fun uh going to see this which was pretty unexpected for me wow i i gotta tell you i that's the last thing i was expecting to hear maybe i do have a soul huh i this one this one is coming out of left field i this this changes the trajectory of the pod. I, I yeah, there's a reason I kept our notes separate on this. You keep our notes separate on every pod. For everyone listening, uh, Steve sets me up for all of these to fail. I hope that <laughs> when you're listening, you think that I hold my own because it's all off off the cuff. This guy always gatekeeps the notes. I'm putting them on blast. No pun intended. You know, I I give Ty a brief outline. I check it like once or twice before. We make this pod. He's got like half a page of notes down right now, and I've got a full three pages. So this should be a an eventful pod. Um, he's putting me in a torture chamber for an hour. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, I my experience is not even a theater experience. So for me, and I told you before this pod when when Steve like listed our season two slate. And Little Mermaid was somewhere on the docket. I about had a hissy fit. I have, for as much as I, you know, hype up the Marvel movies, Star Wars, even even Disney as a whole at times, I refuse to watch these live-action remakes of animated classics. It Something grinds my gears about it. I haven't seen any of them. I didn't even see Lion King. And even for a second having to consider going to a theater for this movie was really bothering me. I got back. Wow. Yeah. I got back from, where was I? I want to say I did like a late night run. I had gotten done with dinner with my uncles and my roommate. And I'm telling them like, look, I got to get my run in because I need to work out. So let's go rip a, you know, two mile run. I'll come shower. You go to bed and I'll go see a 10, 15 showing alone to Little Mermaid. And it got to be, it was about 9.45, I got out of the shower, and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm not driving 30 minutes to see this movie if I can watch it from my house. So I pull up a very legal website to stream it from, and I'm praying to God as the credits, or like the title crawl happens, that it's not some boom stream of some other movie. I gave it about 15 minutes to make sure that it was the right Little Mermaid because spoilers if you haven't seen it, you don't see Halle Bailey's face reveal for a considerable considerable amount of time. So yeah. I was really concerned that I wasn't watching the right one. The second she showed up, I put my phone away and did not even for a minute consider checking it out in the theater. So I just ripped it in two viewings. I watched the first hour last night, fell asleep, watched the last hour on my lunch break. Um, during my nine to five, it was fine. Like I, I I can't Mm -hmm. say that I had fun because as I mentioned, I wasn't very excited to see this movie. 
and I'm watching it from my laptop. I've got work to do, so I'm on my work phone. I'm, I'm on Reels. I wasn't invested because I chose not to be invested. At the times I was locked in, it was fine, but I was expecting that. So it yeah. wasn't that special for me. The only thing that was cool was revisiting a very legal streaming site it was something that I used to do in high school, early college years. I that's I lived on this site for all of my movies, so it was cool to come back to that. Yeah, awesome. Um, so if, if if you're okay with it, then we can just kind of start with our general thoughts here. Yeah. Sure. Um, for starters, why why are we doing this review? Um, I think. We can get into that. We can get into that. I actually have a lot to say about this movie, and that's why we're doing this review. Give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, first off, I do think this is the best of the live-action remakes that I've seen. Um, you obviously haven't seen any, so it's the best you've seen as well. And with that said, I haven't seen the original. Oh, my gosh. Dude... Why are we doing this? Uh, Why? Yeah, I, th- I thought I'd get that reaction out of you. Oh my god, I, you are insufferable. So I went to this with Morgan, and this was her favorite movie from childhood. Um, so I, I know all about the differences between the remake and this, down to the color of the dresses. Uh, but no, I've not. I have not seen the original. This was not one of my sister's favorites, and that's really the only. Disney movies I watched were the ones that Amanda and Alex really loved. So that was pretty much just Mulan, Cinderella, Snow White, and Pocahontas. Um, That said, I'm going to put that aside. Um, I thought the CGI in this was pretty bad. Terrible. What do you think? Terrible. Yeah. Um, Um, My first comment within like 10 minutes seeing the CGI hair was Aquaman did it better. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The, I kind of found myself comparing this to Aquaman weirdly, like a lot. I, I knew you were gonna say this. I, I I knew you were gonna go to this. That's great. But I think the biggest thing that I compared about it was Aquaman smartly did like the air bubbles underwater to speak. I I really just wasn't understanding how these people were talking without all the water filling up their mouths. You know. Okay. And I guess, like, it's a fantasy movie. There's mermaids in this movie. Like, I don't know why I'm so hung up on this, but every time they open their mouth, I was like, damn, that shit's full of water right now. Thank God you threw in that asterisk of I, I, I shouldn't be looking at it through this lens because you shouldn't be looking at it through that lens. I mean, it's you, you can't take it serious. I mean, it's it's yeah. a Disney kids movie. Of, co- of no, course. No, I know. Gonna, I know. Absolutely. You know, um but yeah, I mean, I I was watching and picking up on these nitpicks and gripes that I knew you would address. I just um, I, I just don't care, you know. I I knew it was coming, and I'm sure you did too. Yeah, that's yeah, I did. Um, along with the CGI, the 3D gimmicks throughout were pretty annoying to me. Um, I didn't know that this was coming out in 3D until Morgan said, "Oh, do you want to go see it in 3D?" And I was like, "No." And then um, just it felt like every other shot was kind of like, oh, my God, I could touch that whale. You know, (laughs) it's not a it's not a Cameron movie. It's just 3D just to be 3D. 
It really is. Uh, do you agree with me on that, or am I alone there? I didn't see it in 3D. No, I didn't see it in 3D either. Oh. But, like, noticing, I, I could just tell which shots were, like, made for 3D. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Awesome. Uh, um, before we you before go. we move off CGI, I just have to get this out of the way. CGI Sebastian scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> I, Flounder's pretty rough, too, I, dude. <laughs> I, I might see the, the crab in my sleep i was unsettled yeah <laughs> i was very unsettled <laughs> did you see uh 24 frames of nick's uh letterbox review of this no. he said watch this when i was high and sebastian really fucking freaked me <laughs> I, out <laughs> dude i had the same feeling it was like right before bed and like the why are they making this eerily realistic but it's like, the yeah, yeah it, it, it's the eyes i yeah, think yeah not a fan um that said i think this does what it's supposed to uh i like you said i'm not the target audience for this and i wrote that down in my notes um but with a tweaked story i actually think this could be really amazing and i want to dive into that later yeah i saw that in your outline and it's cracking me up that you have like a a rewrite cooked up for disney's remake of the little mermaid (laughs) what, what are we doing here you know Dude, you have no idea. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the cast. What did you think? I I have two notes. Of course, okay. Disney movie, Disney kids movie. I wasn't going in expecting much. Um, my yeah. two takeaways really: Halle Bailey. I thought she was very good as the lead as Ariel, and mm-hmm. uh, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I thought did a good job. Uh, an honorable yeah. third, honorable third mention. I thought Bardem sold, like just sold. You know, I, <laughs> he took his money and called it a day. But that's really all I have. Dude, I was so ready. I kept on turning to Morgan throughout this, and like when Bardem would like wield the trident and it heats up, I was, I kept on going, "What's the moist you've ever lost on a shell toss?" <laughs> <laughs> you have to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call it for you. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I think Halle Bailey did a great job. Uh, she has pipes. I did not know that she was going to be this good at okay. singing. Is it confirmed that it's her voice? Uh, I yeah, believe she so. Can yeah, sing, dude. I, I th- it sounded mm-hmm. exactly like I remember Ariel sounding in the original. Not yeah, that, you know, I have a yeah. clear memory of part of your world, but right yeah you're right she's got some pipes dude and of course i'm sure they're doing you know some adr whatever it's called like with yeah, mccarthy whatever. you know ripping ripping her tunes too but um yeah i agree I, I i was with it and for a disney movie i thought bailey showed up i yeah yeah uh i think that there were a few moments where her like kind of delivery was a little corny but i thought that was more on the script uh just some of these things that are animated cartoons that like kind of come off as over the top in them don't really translate that well to live action. Agreed. And I you know, to be honest with you, a lot of this cheesy dialogue, yeah, like I said, I'm like you said, we're not the target audience. Plus, I'm watching from my laptop from a distance while I'm making lunch on TikTok. Yeah. I I wasn't too uh too upset by it. Um, 
I think David Diggs was, I, I think he gave a really good voice performance as um, Sebastian. Okay, I had no idea. I couldn't recognize the voice. As he, I, I, he, that name doesn't sound notable. So, uh, he was one of the leads in Hamilton. Oh, okay. I've I've never seen that. He's he's been in a few things that I've seen. I'm blanking on the movies right now, but that's like what he's known for the most. I will say one of my favorite parts about casting Halle Bailey, and I could be wrong. Um, she may mm-hmm. be super notable in some TV show or something, but I had never seen her before. And that was really refreshing. Yeah. I'm getting really sick of these big blockbusters or like IP just casting the most popular star mm-hmm. as the lead. It was nice to see a new face for once. Absolutely. Do you know what her uh, second credit on Letterboxd is after this? Um, would I know it? It's Beyonce's Lemonade like music no way. video. Yeah, so she is really kind of out of left field, but that must be... How they knew they were getting a singer. Really um, cool. Duh. Really cool. Really yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I've been um, waiting for you to bring it up. Do you know my... I'm sorry. I just, I've been waiting for you to bring it up. Aquafina as the bird. Yep. Yep. That's what I was about to say. Why is she fucking here? Come You said, as soon as you said ADR, I was thinking, why didn't they do that with Aquafina's song? That thing was... Oh, uh, we will get there later. I have a long gripe with that song. That said, okay. <laughs> ignoring Aquafina, um, I think this is the best of the live-action remakes. Wouldn't know, but I'm with it. Um, okay, so the next section I have on our outline here is differences between the original and the remake. And if you want, you can take the lead on this, because I'm really just getting my, <laughs> my information from second-hand sources. But I did want to say that it seems like there were a decent number of differences in this. Um, At least more so than there have been in past live-action adaptations. I think that's a good thing. Um, I I know you haven't seen Charlie Kaufman's beloved classic adaptation, but I think it does a great job of stressing the importance of making adaptations something different and not just copying frame-by-frame. And uh, I kind of got to see both sides of that. Morgan was pretty upset over some of the differences between this because it's differing from what uh, she had growing up in her childhood. But at the same time, what what does the same exact thing really have to offer? And I think that that's one of the things that I did want to talk about real quick is who is the target audience for this movie or Disney live action remakes in general. It's a new generation. That's exactly why they make them for, yeah, you know, the, yeah, the, the kids growing up that want to see the new Little Mermaid in a medium that they're more familiar with. So yeah. it's not necessarily for the Morgans of the world. Sure, there is, and I get that she's upset, but there are a lot of story beats that play out pretty much the same way. And even if there are minor yeah. tweaks, it's not enough that mm-hmm. changes the archetype that is Little Mermaid, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I noticed a couple changes, but nothing really crazy. There is one notable difference in the final act in the way yeah. that they fight Ursula. And, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I'm not sure if there needs to be a huge spoiler warning for the Little Mermaid. 
Yeah, there does not. Okay. <laughs> In case, you know, you're listening to this and you're afraid of getting the ending spoiled, even though it's no different than the original, they do a a swap of characters. So in the original, Prince Eric is the one that steers the ship into Ursula and spears her stomach. It's actually yeah. Ariel that does it in the the remake. What do you think? Who cares? Um, I, I don't know. They're both, you know, they both save each other at, at different elements in the battle. And mm-hmm. I didn't have like a gripe with Ariel being the one to do it, you know? Yeah. Are you going in the route as in like she, you know, gets to steer the ship? Like, I, where, what's your gripe or excitement with this? No, change? I, don't, I don't have a gripe. I, I think it's a good change. Um, I think it's just like, you know, time for maybe she's, she's like a mermaid. She doesn't have to be a, a damsel in distress in this movie. And for the most part, she is. Got it. Got it. So yeah, I, I get that part. Um, yeah, it wasn't something that bothered me. That's for sure. I thought that they did a good mm-hmm. job of making both characters strong in that final battle if that makes sense yeah you know mm-hmm. so yeah i i didn't notice anything that felt forced or unwarranted there's actually you yeah. know what that's a good point there is a a huge change with prince eric i think from what i remember and mind you i haven't seen the little mermaid north of a decade way north of a decade <laughs> yeah. but yeah i don't remember them fleshing out prince eric in the sense that he's this huge um adventurer has this desire to appreciate and understand like the sea and like the culture that that's out there mm-hmm. that yeah. i don't think happens in the original and i think it works yeah I think it works better for their love story it pairs them it makes them opposites but the exact same in the sense that they're mm-hmm. seeking the other side you know what i mean yeah yeah, I picked up on that, and I read that uh, that was a new addition, and I think, again, a good change, probably. I think so. It, it almost, like I said, it. I think it enhances the love story a little bit. That said, this movie is just about an hour longer than the animated version. It was, what, just over two hours? It was like 2.15 and the animated was about 120. That sounds about right. And, you know. This dragged, this dragged a lot for me. Um, and I, I I know what you're talking about with Eric apparently being more well-developed. Um, it sounds, from what I've heard, like in the original, he was kind of just a pretty face. Um, yeah. about- that said, I think that with all that time, the characters are still all pretty one-dimensional. Right, they all still just want one yep. thing, right? Yep. yep, nothing, nothing. Okay, look, dude, I was just, I was trying to give the remake a little bit of credit, but yeah, I'm not. <laughs> nothing really, you know, wowed me with character development. I mean, it's the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't giving it too much credit. Um, other things that I have heard are different. In the original, Ursula didn't make Ariel forget that she needed uh, to kiss Prince Eric, right? Yeah, that was a that was a great change, and I didn't I didn't remember that change. That's something that I saw after I finished watching it. It makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. It's for the dorks like us that would 
nitpick a, a plot hole like that. Like, why doesn't she just write? So having her lose her memory and like, um, like I don't know. It just it just removes that that plot hole or plot convenience, if you will. Yeah, maybe. Um, I just I I didn't really feel like it changed much there. Um, I guess it does. You pointed out the plot hole, but I think that the plot hole is also kind of covered by True Love's kiss and it not just being like a normal kiss, right? Yeah, yeah, that too. I guess <laughs> the lie told to us by Disney for our entire lives. Um, added and removed a couple of songs. Um, did they remove any that you were a fan of as a kid, or th- that you really noticed? Not, not one that I like vividly remember like the words to yeah i could be wrong maybe i just like fell asleep or something but there is a scene in the original and of course you haven't seen it so i'm like i don't even know if you can fact check this but there is a scene where like sebastian is getting harassed by the chef on land yeah and there's a song i I feel like there's a song in that scene yeah i'm traumatized by that scene a little bit and i don't remember (laughs) it in this remake is it not there yeah, it's not there. That's uh, that's something I read about. So apparently, in that song, the chef is shown like butchering a number of yes. fish and crabs yep. and yep. stuff, and um, they cut that out of the live action because they said it would be too grotesque. But somehow, showing Sebastian in his true form is not too grotesque. I, dude, that that's what's cracking me up is I can't even imagine that scene with live action Sebastian like getting stuffed with like. <laughs> like handfuls of flour can you imagine it's it's with all like live action crabs and sebastian's just watching all his friends go down it's like the it's like the scene in sausage party where they all come home from the grocery store live action sausage party seth rogan make it happen oh my gosh (laughs) don't don't make it happen please um yeah uh they they added scuttlebutt they added what scuttlebutt the song um which is the horrendous assault on your eardrums of aquafina rapping i knew this was Um, coming i knew this was coming dude it's It's so painful it's not good it's it's really bad uh generally i've seen it be kind of panned by critics and audiences um everybody knows who wrote it too oh no no what is it is it don't tell me it's Aquafina. No, it's Lin Manuel Miranda. No. Of course. Oh no, dude. Yeah, this is straight out of fucking Hamilton. Um, <laughs> which I'm surprised there isn't like I don't know. It it feels wrong for like Lin Manuel Miranda to kind of be the face of Hollywood rap, does it not? <laughs> it's like uh, what was that YouTube channel with like the rap battles? epic rap battles of yeah. history yeah bro uh, it's it really is dude i just it's something about it feels wrong right it definitely doesn't feel right i mean talk about yeah not, not a career render but dude i mean is, is he up for like one hit wonder <laughs> you can't go from hamilton to to this monstrosity oh dude he's done so much more yeah. too um it's like uh, i just I've never really been a fan of his thing. It feels like rap music for old white people, and that's pretty much what it is. Um, that's so like true. My mom loves, my mom loves no it. No wonder you know? Hamilton is so successful. All the old heads are like, 
Oh, now I get it. Yeah, all 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 the rich old white people are forking over like hundreds of thousands to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go see it for a fourth time. I'm very woke these days, and it's like, no, you're not. Replace Nipsey Come also on. with like Thomas Jefferson and white people start lining up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. The Scuttlebutt one was the only song in the in the movie that really stood out to me as being bad, and the rest of them I thought were actually fairly good. Um, especially like I don't, you know, that I really don't like musical movies, but I didn't really find a ton of issues in this. Um, I think they kind of pulled off relatively well, like leading into the songs to not make it seem like so disgustingly out of nowhere, like some musicals do. Agreed. I. I won't speak to the like the quality of like intertwining it with the story. I wasn't for me as someone that's seen Little Mermaid, it was a little different. I just wanted to make sure that they honored the classics and I felt they did that. Part part of nice. your world, um, poor unfortunate souls and kiss the girl. Those were the three that I remember from my childhood and I felt like okay. they did did them right. And I read afterwards that they altered them. <clears throat> of course, I don't remember as a kid them being, um, you know, politically incorrect. But I understand now, like, yeah. why they removed certain lines. I think that they they modernized mm-hmm. it properly. But they sounded awesome. the The choreography looked yeah. awesome. The scenes look looked great. I, I don't really have any gripes with the way the the uh, renditions of the classics and i feel like there were a couple new ones too particularly there was one i think like ariel like had like wasn't moving her lips it was like a voiceover song i feel like yeah it was like all taking place in her yes. head that one i think is new and i liked it it's actually yeah i i read up on that it's um it's apparently just an extension of like part of your world mm. i believe okay yeah that makes sense yeah um Real quick, so you mentioned some of those classics. One that you didn't mention that I'm surprised about is Under the Sea. Oh, duh. Yeah. Um, did you think they did it well in this or any gripes? Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem. Did you? No, I I mean, I've never seen the original. Yeah, <laughs> what about Morgan? Was she okay um, with the, the music? She said that it felt like less lively this time, but um, I don't know. That could be a lot of things. Like, I feel less lively every day. <laughs> real (laughs) it's all about the the glasses you look at it with um do you have any other differences you want to talk about between the original and the remake before we dive into the big one nothing important um the only one and we we already gave aquafina the smoke but this one really doesn't matter but the gender swap for scuttle Mm. um i just remember really liking scuttle as a kid i wasn't like blown blown away by aquafina as as scuttle but that was it okay um all right obviously the big difference then between the original and the remake is the use of racially blind casting um if you have an issue with this like grow up like come on guys uh no one is clockwork oranging you to watch this movie if you're like racist and it bothers you this much um 
I think Halle Bailey, like we already talked about this. Halle Bailey is a good Ariel, and if like if you can't look past her being black, then I think you need to look in the mirror and do some serious <laughs> self reflection on like what is important to you. Yeah, this um, should not cut deep, man. And all I keep saying during yeah. this pod is, it's just a kids movie. You know, Seriously, I, who cares? Hashtag not my Ariel, bro. Just fucking then okay then don't watch it like oh god it's so annoying people love to complain um and with that said i'm going to complain uh here are some nitpicks i did have (laughs) so they changed apparently in the original this takes place or is supposed to take place in denmark because this is a hans christian anderson tale um and they changed this to taking place in the Caribbean, um, and from what I've read online, it's supposedly in colonized Jamaica. Mm. Um, And I think that that causes some issues. Um, I understand making that location change. They all said it was because of uh, Sebastian's, like, Creole uh, accent that he iconically has. I think that makes sense. Um, But... If Jamaica is a colony in England in this, I think it's very poorly represented. Um, I can dive into the long history of England imperialism and uh, kind of bore everybody to death and lose tie on this pod. But instead, (laughs) I will encourage listeners to actually do some research and educate yourself on some of the history behind this. But essentially... With English colonization came a lot of introduction of European diseases, a lot of violent confrontations, a lot of slave rebellions, um, obviously enslavement and um, crown-sanctioned forced labor, the destruction of traditional cultural uh, like patterns and behaviors, and this is all uh, coming from Braille.com, uh, where I read about some of the history of Jamaican colonization. Um, yeah, that- but... All I could think of, sorry, all I could think of when Eric was taking Ariel throughout the town was why are all these people, like, loving him? This feels weird. Everybody is far too happy to be in a colony. Um, and I, it, it it just didn't sit, sit well for me. I think this is fixed uh, in a couple of ways, but you can go. Dude, well, one, what I need you to do when you're editing this pod is during that rant, I need you to, like, do a clip of like Ryan Gosling eating an apple and like doing like the my honest Mm -hmm. reaction. Yeah. How do you incorporate? I mean, obviously these are real monstrosities that happened. How do you incorporate them properly in a Disney movie? I feel like you're, you'd almost be doing it more of a disservice if you implement it, but in a PG tone, like, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think that there are two things they could have done that would just completely kind of disregard that fact and avoid this issue that kind of came up. All right, let's hear it. One is just make it a completely fictional place. Like, you don't have to have it be in the Caribbean or in Jamaica. You can have it, like, I don't know why Disney all of a sudden is like, all right, so there's mermaids and shit. It's got to be in Jamaica. Jamaica. That's it. Um, like, just make it be in, like, some random place. So, uh, like, it doesn't have to be real. Um, 
the other thing that I thought of was I think this could do just as well if it's pre-colonialism, all black cast and just commit to the diversity. But Disney's never going to do that. Yeah, can that's not going to bring in enough bring in enough dollars for uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either of those two, I think, seriously, like would have been completely fine. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you went this route. I thought you were gonna like give a breakdown of how they should have done an R-rated Little Mermaid and really like broken down. Oh, absolutely the, not. The uh, the colonialism aspect, but uh, I'm with it. No, no, I just it yeah, it just stuck out to me. It made me feel a little weird. Um, all right, if 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 we're good to move on to breaking down some of our other issues with this movie, then I really only have two. Let's hear them. But. So the driving force of this is still one of the things that I think has aged the worst from all Disney movies from the 1900s, which is True Love's Kiss. Okay. <laughs> like, right? I mean, come on, man. Um, I, I'm fine with it in a kid's movie. Let the kids believe. Dude, no. Just crushes them later. Mm. Uh, okay. I'm with it. Kind of. I think, I think there's just a better way to go about it I, I haven't if somebody committed a day to it i'm sure they would have been able to think of something i've committed like 10 minutes to a it single I've day a couple of ideas one single yeah, day like just one day one day um that was actually someone's job and then the writers went on strike so <laughs> yikes that's a that's a conversation uh, for another day that's for sure yeah yeah support the writers um but yeah, I would have liked to give a l- Ariel a little more like motivation other than just kind of seeking out a dude. Uh, I would have liked to see some more of her curiosity not entrenched in Eric and uh, just like give her another character trait besides like horny, you know? <laughs> Bro, I we cannot be using the word horny in a little mermaid podcast that that can't be allowed there's no way there's got to be some kind of guidelines that spotify has for sure uh, i don't know man it's just like uh, you know do you know what i mean yes, though it just felt like she didn't have enough depth like i thought we were past the whole like i, I, I does this movie even pass the bechdel test probably not right i, I don't think so actually um <laughs> I keep saying it, but I, I just I don't care. You know, it. You cannot change that aspect of the story, though. Like I, I know you haven't seen the original, but I think that overhauling that element, I think, taints the movie. I feel like a lot more people would be upset with that versus what you are upset with right now. But why not? Like, why are the are the kids? You said this was made for the new generation. Are the kids gonna stand there and be like, "Oh, well, this is now it wasn't the old one." They haven't seen the old one. That's why they're seeing That's this. A good one. point. I think it's a way to promote better values in our younger generations. I can get behind that. Talk me, talk me right. into it. Awesome. Right. <laughs> I have a soul. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Come on. <laughs> uh. You got any any other issues before I dive into my other one? Yeah, this one's kind of overarching, and I feel like we'll break it down in a different category. But yes, I have a big issue with this movie. It just shouldn't. It didn't need to be made. I I can't get past <laughs> that. It's I guess they made enough changes for it to be different, but 
not enough changes where I felt it warranted the remake aside from making a billion dollars. That that's yeah. just my big gripe that I can't get past. That's fair. Um Yeah, I I have nothing for you on that. <laughs> I mean, you know that I am like the biggest supporter of animation there is. I think that it tells the stories that we can't tell in live action um very very well. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be made, but it has been made, so, you know? Then, no, I don't have any just crazy issues with it. I think I'm all good. All right, my other one you're going to laugh at me for, but Disney seems to absolutely love the coral reefs and just the sea in general in this movie. Um, according to the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, uh wow that's a huge eye roll brought, <laughs> huge eye roll from bro, Ty. Bro brought um, out epa you know from the simpsons yeah. movie you know what i'm talking about yep, EPA. yep. um <laughs> increased ocean temperatures due to climate change is a driving force in the elimination of coral reefs according to the guardian disney is marketing a one hundred and ten thousand dollar ticket um like 110k per ticket uh just like elite package that comes with a carbon price tag of over or under five tons over so over 6.2 tons of emission for each guest um that's 20 times more than a person in a low-income country accounts for in a year uh (laughs) it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth there's been a few scandals in the past about Disney polluting their waters and just how much it takes to maintain their theme parks, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go on my huge uh, climate change green party dude, <laughs> uh, tangent here, but it just like the whole time I was like, this mega corporation is contributing to the issues. I don't know why they're trying to bring attention to let's, it. Let's just scrap the blast podcast, like talking about movies. Let's just talk about capitalism and the hypocrisy <laughs> of all Americans, not even just big corporations. I'll run, I'll run the gauntlet. I'll hurt everyone's feelings. I love it. I love it. Um, that was really my only other big issue with this movie. Again, I gave it a like a two out of five on that is, that is it's okay, not... but that is way higher than I was expecting. I was expecting a like <laughs> half star with maybe the love like button being pressed because you had a good time. Oh yeah, but I, I think yeah. I think a four out of ten for this movie on a Steve scale. That dude, that's like an eight and a half. That's that's a big deal for a Disney movie. That's fair. Yeah, um, I thought it was all right. It, me too. I guess. Um. Okay, are you ready to hear my rewrite? <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about this. Yeah, dude, break it down. I. So we're into the tweaking the story portion of the podcast outline that I sent Ty this week. Um. So Ty, do you know anything about the original Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale? What? The Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, no. Um. Okay. So basically starts as this one does ariel saves eric and leaves him on like the shore of uh, the kingdom or whatever basically a random woman finds him and eric for his entire life thinks that or not his entire life like the two weeks or however long passes thinks that this is the woman who saved him from drowning on that day um because he's a dumbass 
um, important lore about mermaids that's established in the Christian Anderson thing is that they live 300 years and then cease to exist. Well, humans live 70 years and then their souls go to heaven forever. Um, obviously I'm not like a super religious person or anything, but that is just how the fairy tale goes. So Ariel is in the pursuit of both Eric and an eternal soul for the entire story. Um, and to, uh, get the potion from Ursula, she loses her tongue and will never be allowed in the sea again, no matter what. That's the deal they make. Um, and there's also some stuff with her, like now being able to dance really well, but it hurts really bad, blah, 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 blah. Um, must share true love's kiss to ensure that she will be given a soul because like part of the soul is passed from Eric to Ariel. So... <clears throat> As soon as uh, Ariel's walking on land, Eric's parents set him up with the girl that he thinks saved him, and he's super pumped. Ariel is just dancing her, dancing her little bum off for Eric and just going through the gauntlet of pain for him, and she, he just does not care at all. He uh, just doesn't bat an eye. And Ariel is given the choice to kill Eric and become a mermaid again, or... Uh, to just continue to kind of live in pain for the rest of her life. And she drops the knife and decides that she's not going to kill Eric. She's going to forgive him. She is then rewarded by becoming a spirit, and uh, she will eventually go to heaven. So <laughs> this is your rewrite, correct? N not necessarily, but this is just this is where the foundation of the story comes from, and I think it's really interesting to understand that this is more of an existential tale than it's portrayed as in a children's film. So, like forty minutes ago, when you were breaking down British colonialism, and I laughed yeah. because I was expecting you to give me like an R-rated tale of the Little Mermaid. You just saved that. For the final remarks, you just gave me Little Mermaid, directed by James Mangold. Anyway, like, <laughs> give me a break, dude. Of course, Disney's not going to do that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, okay, I know, I know. But, like, it's just interesting to me that that's where the story comes from. And I think that it would be cool if a different studio or something was able to explore kind of those feelings. That said... <laughs> In the Disney version, what I would have done is explored Ariel's sense of wanting to belong somewhere more. Because really at the heart of her wanting to come out of the sea is her curiosity, but it also feels like she doesn't really belong down there with like her sisters and stuff. Do you agree yep. with this? Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I, I would have liked to see maybe she's just longing for... Um, like acceptance or something and then maybe she gets to the surface and we get just a couple of tinges of regret you know maybe like, like a couple of things of like I wish my dad would have been here to see this with me you know something like that um, that just stresses a little more importance than just oh man I really want to be up there and feel like I belong and then she gets up there and this is the best life ever you know like it's it's like the grass is greener, but it really is. I, I have no complaints with that. I think it. Okay. I, I was. I mean, I defended your 
your stance on giving Ariel more more values or something to pursue beyond, you know, Prince Eric. I I, I really like that. Okay, I'm glad. Like, give me some time, and you you get where one, I'm going. One day, um, you got one day. <laughs> um, yeah, though I just. It was really disappointing to me as somebody who's never seen this movie before and going in with an adult perspective, I just really would have liked to see a more well-developed Totally movie. understood. That's coming in that's coming that's in all. as a little mermaid, not really fan, but you know someone that watched it and understands how these live action remakes go. I had zero expectations. So I you know I, I have no gripes with how they handled the story because I knew that's what was coming. so. Fair All enough. is well yeah. on my end, but I I really I appreciate awesome. your efforts to make this story better. Awesome. Um, all right then, let's dive into how this movie affects Hollywood. You want to go first? Sure. I I'm curious to see what you say, but I feel like to an extent we may be on the same page, but we'll see. Yeah. For me, I've been complaining about it this entire podcast. I know that this movie is going to make a billion plus dollars, which means more live action remakes from Disney instead of making new original content. Um, that's really all I have to say. I mean, maybe you can add like a sub bullet point saying maybe less animated content from Disney. Also something that I wouldn't be a fan of because I felt, I felt like that's kind of their wheelhouse. So those are my two big fears, but I'm curious to see what you say. Uh, yeah, I think there are actually some pros and cons for this. Uh, like you said, I think that the remakes suck. Um, and it, it's baffling because everybody complains about them and then they still go and see them and they still make a ton of money. So the only way to make a change is to actually make the change yourself. Um, Sorry for making you watch this tie. I went on five dollar Tuesday to just give them as little money I as I could. I didn't give but, them a, um, a dime. I did it. The, I did it the right <laughs> way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, this is another win for Disney. I think, um, and that's another con for me because, like you said, no more, no more original ideas. And the 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 only pro I had associated with this though is that I think this is a win for racially blind casting. I think that uh, with the movie making this much money, with it being received relatively well critically and audience wise, um, I think that maybe this opens the door for some more stuff. Like you would this. hope, and I mentioned it before, but even taking a gamble on a lead, I feel like it's been a while since we've mm-hmm. seen something like that, and it would be refreshing to start seeing that a little bit more again. Maybe if the Little Mermaid comes out ten years ago, Finn is a Jedi. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't crush our spirits like that. Um, oh. All right, I had I had one unanswerable question that stuck around with me uh, for. I guess this has been a full day now since I've come out of this theater. And one day, it's popped into my head like fifteen times. Is this movie better if SpongeBob gets involved? <laughs> yes but only if there's also a cameo from david hasselhoff dude that's what one of my friends said that's a great take it's an amazing take um but yeah 
yeah yeah it, it works awesome better. awesome i'm 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 glad we agree on this uh i would have loved a bikini bottom oh. cameo uh oh my god could you imagine <laughs> if like that's where the mermaids live they just like they ate at the crusty crab <laughs> i can Jesus. get behind that that's awful yeah that's that's king triton is <laughs> javier bardem takes off his crown and he's bald underneath <laughs> nice yep now what now a subtle nod talking. that would be now, now we're getting behind i can get behind that um uh, all right uh this is definitely an interesting pod for ty and i to make because uh in the past all we've really said about the disney remakes is man you see the the new lion king yeah it sucked ass so it, it was kind of a little bit of a refreshing change of pace for me to Get a little more in-depth thoughts uh, from Ty on on the subject, and I think that this might have a, a pretty lasting effect on on Disney's movies going forwards, for better or for worse. So we'll see what happens there. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Blast Podcast. Take care, everyone.